Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 58 of Orla's Happy Hormones. And we are into week 12, I think. 11, 12. I've lost track of the weeks, but we're we're three months going through COVID. But we are finally, finally, finally on our phase out process. I am so friggin' happy. I, I don't think I've experienced this kind of happiness in a long time. <laughs> to know that we are actually on the way to... I know it's the new normal and all that jazz, but we're we're still on the way out of it. For me is it brings an a huge sense of relief and we are yeah, going going into the new normal and all that jazz, but it's the restrictions are lifted, we are able to see people that we want to see, we can go get coffee, we can go to certain shops now, Pennies is going to be opening up soon, I'm so freaking happy, I can't wait for Pennies to open up, how many others out there are just ecstatic for Pennies, hairdressers, beauticians, oh god, I'm, I've already emailed all the beauticians to see if they can get me in, <laughs> I can't wait, and just this week you're going to have to excuse my croaky voice it has the last few days I've just been talking non-stop so the throat is somewhat croaky and the last three months have unfortunately they've set me back a little bit with my thyroid healing journey and the thyroid is slightly inflamed again I'm waiting to get into the doctor to get all the bloods done but when the thyroid gets inflamed I turn into Kermit the Frog, so you'll have to bear with me. I do apologise. <laughs> but something that has been coming up a lot for me as a practitioner over COVID, and I predicted it, I remember right before we went into lockdown, once there was talks of us going into lockdown and quarantine, I was like, December 2020, watch out baby boom it's gonna be a baby boom well as it so happens I have had numerous countless messages from women letting me know that they're pregnant some are planned some are unplanned some of these women are clients some are just amazing ladies who follow me online and there's a great sense of joy with it all and these are my favourite messages to get. Like, they really, truly are my favourite messages to get. Getting messages telling me that they're pregnant after trying for so long and getting messages telling me that women have gotten their periods back after suffering with amenorrhea for years. Those are my two favourite messages to get. If you're a client, not a client, I don't care. I seem to be the gatekeeper of people's secrets. Feel free to text me and tell me that you're pregnant and I will celebrate 
with you. I will jump around the house. There, there has been a few messages over COVID where I was actually brought to tears. And I think because I feel at times I'm so invested in people's happiness and joy when it comes to pregnancy. I don't know if it's purely for them or as well because for myself, I've spoken about this a few times, like obviously I don't have kids, but I look forward to the day when I do get to have kids. And it's that when you want something and you've wanted it for so long and then when you finally get it and it's that relief and that joy and just that big sigh of finally. So yeah, I've been on a few roller coasters with different couples and different women throughout COVID and early pregnancy stages and it has been humbling and I have been honoured, I feel honoured that these people are letting me into their lives and they are letting me enjoy the process with them and support them. But that's why I'm doing this week's episode, the early pregnancy episode, because there are a lot of women out there right now who have become pregnant during COVID. I know COVID has had its ups and downs and it's really brought people, myself included, to areas that we didn't want to go to or areas we didn't want to look at. But for a lot of other people out there, it has brought them the miracle that they have wanted for so long. And that's what I focus on. And like I said, people sharing that journey with me, it brings me so much happiness. So for any of the women who have shared their stories and their journeys with me, who are listening right now, I am truly, truly grateful and honoured. So thank you so much. So there's a few areas that I want to look at for early pregnancy. Um, the first area is that initial finding out that you're pregnant and for most women it's a joyous occasion well the way I see it is for most women who are listening to this podcast who have been following me the likes of the fertility journeys and all that it is a a joyous occasion for some women not so much everybody's circumstances are different and we always have to take take that into account and just be mindful of that with people But for those first initial stages of finding out that you're pregnant, there's so many different emotions that come with it. There's joy, there's excitement, there's fear, there's apprehension, there's the worry. It's one of the things for almost every woman, it's more of a thing here in Ireland. It's not something that's actually worldwide, but we wait the 12 weeks before we tell anyone that we're actually pregnant. And the reason that we do that is because the first 12 weeks are it, it's that touch and go stage it's it, once you hit the 12 weeks it's safe to tell people that you're pregnant the risk of miscarriage is much is much lower so we do tend to wait and then having to hold that secret can be really hard because you're so excited and you're so happy so that's something why I always say to women if you if you need to tell someone if you need to shout it from the rooftops that's why I, I I'm here. It's like you can tell me that you are pregnant and I will join in 
the the happy dance with you and I will actually do a happy dance around the kitchen but there is also the fear and the apprehension for getting through those first 12 weeks so for the first 12 weeks from the minute that you find out that you're pregnant enjoy it don't focus on the fear don't focus on the apprehension don't focus on the 12 week mark focus on the feelings that you're feeling right now and take it all in yes there are times where that fear will seep in and that's okay every woman goes through that fear what I would suggest is when that fear comes up that you actually talk to your partner or you talk to whoever else in your family knows that you're pregnant or any of your friends that know that you're pregnant because it is hard to just keep it to you and your partner like I know in my sister when she was pregnant myself and my mother were the second people to find out obviously her partner was the first it was us then straight away and we were able to hold space for her and we were able to help her through it the likes of the exhaustion and the the nausea and just any fears that she had but always make sure that when you are telling someone tell someone that can keep their mouth shut because you don't want the, the story leaking to anyone else if you're not ready for anyone else to know about it but do try and find someone who can be a support to you and someone that you can talk to because you're going to be excited and you're going to have fears and you need someone that's not just your partner so if you can if there's someone in your family that you know that can keep a secret (laughs) find them tell them and experience it all together When it comes to early pregnancy, a lot of women don't find out for they usually around the five week mark. But for women who've been trying for a long time, you'll find out pretty soon um, with the early stage pregnancy tests. What I do want to say with those is that they're not always accurate. I have seen women take early stage pregnancy tests and it has come back negative. And then a week later, they'll take a test and it's positive. So don't always go by the early stage pregnancy test if it's before say your period due date give it a few days you need to let the hcg so that's the hormone that detects pregnancy you need to let that build up in your system for to be detected on a test but there are signs and symptoms before you do the test whether you're pregnant or not now they're not 100 percent accurate they can be quite similar to PMS and menstrual complaints but there are some symptoms there the main ones would be the likes of implantation spotting implantation spotting happens roughly about seven to ten days after conception so implantation spotting is when the embryo has actually attached into the endometrium and the reason that you, you spot is because it's not implantation and pregnancy it's not this just joyous occasion or this miraculous occasion it's it, it, it's quite a an aggressive act like it the embryo is actually burrowing itself within the endometrium wall so it it's pushing through and this will cause bleeding so you're getting your implantation spotting and with implantation spotting it's usually quite pale and pink and watery 
it is a little different to ovulation spotting. Uh, ovulation spotting happens around ovulation. Implantation spotting happens seven to ten days post ovulation. Other signs again can be the cramping. Again, that's down to the implantation of the embryo, and it's also the uterus. There is now a a foreign object within your uterus, so that will cause cramping. Then also swollen boobs. Again, this is like a PMS type symptom but they're quite swollen enlarged hard and with quite prominent veins these are your kind of key symptoms if you suffer from sore and tender breasts with pms if you get sore and tender breasts but there's a difference with them with the likes of those prominent veins that's that may be a sign also and then excessive urination also this is a a huge sign and the reason for this is there's a number of factors but one being the fact that the embryo has implanted automatically there is going to become a little bit of inflammation within the uterus because the walls are thickening to support that pregnancy to make sure that it's viable and that's going to put pressure on your bladder And then also your hormones. Once an embryo attaches, your hormones are starting to increase. And also there's going to be hormones from the embryo also. The body is going to start detoxifying the excess hormones. And this is the, it does it through the bladder. So you, got, you will be urinating more. That's why with pregnancy, we always say that you do have to up your magnesium intake because you're urinating out a lot of your magnesium stores. So the dosage of magnesium does need to be increased. For the likes of the fact that you're losing it through your urine, but also it's an antispasmodic. And we need this to support the integrity of the uterine muscles. But those are the signs that you can look out for. Now, they're not definitive and it's very different for every woman. But the implantation spotting, the cramping the excess urination, the swollen boobs with the big blue veins coming out. (laughs) You'll know what they are when you see them. They're kind of your main key early signs and symptoms. So then go get your test, pee on the stick, comes up positive. It's great now that we have certain pregnancy tests that will tell you roughly whereabouts you are they'll say one to two weeks two to three weeks three to four weeks five plus weeks I think that's it it's been a long time since I've done a pregnancy test (laughs) but do that ring your doctor make them aware that you're pregnant they may tell you that they want to wait a few weeks just because it's early stages before they get you in on the system that's okay that's nothing to worry about but ring them, make them aware that you are that you have done a test, it says that you're positive, and then go from there. The great thing about pregnancy in Ireland is that you get free prenatal care with the with the doctors. Um so that's something that you don't need to be worrying about is the cost of things. You can go to the doctor, it's going to be free health care for you while you are pregnant. Then for a lot of women, one of their major worries with early pregnancy is 
morning sickness. And I know, morning sickness is shit. Not that I have experienced it myself, but I have seen many women go through it. And in my family, unfortunately, there is a tendency towards hyperemesis. Now, hyperemesis is excessive morning sickness. Not everybody will suffer with this, and there can be a genetic effect. What I will always say is speak to your mother, your aunts on your mother's side, or your grandmother on your mother's side, all the women on the maternal side of your family, speak to them about how they experienced their pregnancies. There tends to be a genetic effect running down the family line. Now, when it comes to morning sickness, it's actually caused by the HCG, that hormone that detects the the, the pregnancy. So HCG, it's the human chorionic gonadotropic hormone. It's, it, I can never get that. I can never wring it off my tongue. I always have to think about it. But that hormone that detects pregnancy is also the same hormone that will... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, is the same hormone that will cause the morning sickness. Now, more, it's called morning sickness, but it, it can be any time of the day for any woman. It can start in the morning or else it won't start until the evening or the afternoon or depending on what foods you eat. It's very person dependent. But HCG actually has, it actually has a really adaptive function it's like an an important adaptive function so certain research actually shows that morning sickness or pregnancy sickness whatever you want to call it serves the function to actually help prevent the mother from ingesting certain compounds from foods now they're known as teratogens and these are chemicals or, or compounds that have harmful effects on the development of the embryo and especially really in the early stages of pregnancy when the building blocks for the nervous system are they're all being laid out so certain foods like broccoli meat eggs and any other bitter flavored foods these all contain teratogens so if you're ingesting these they're going to make you nauseous if you are turned off certain foods Again, the likes of your bitter foods, certain meats, eggs, broccoli. I know a lot of women get turned off chicken, um, like those cooked chickens. I've had friends walking through shops with those rotisserie chickens and they'd have to run outside and vomit. But it's that your body is picking up on the scent of these things. So whatever you are having an aversion to, it is a good call to stay away from. If... When it comes to certain foods also, specifically eggs, yes, they contain the, the teratogens, but they also contain a lot of fat. And when you have morning sickness or pregnancy sickness, it can become really hard to actually digest your fats. You will need extra fat, but more so in your second trimester. In the first trimester, it's a matter of just getting any food into you while you are nauseous. What happens with nausea, with nausea, is that you're turned off your food and then if you go and try to eat, you become even more sick. That's because your stomach acid is increasing with the lack of food. So if you can eat little and often and very plain foods 
with either some sugars or salts in them. Now I know I am the queen of saying cut out all sugar out of your diet if you can but in early stage pregnancy you will need certain sugars and when I say certain sugars I mean natural occurring sugars the likes of fruits, root veggies, things like that. These will be beneficial because you need to keep your ketones level. When your ketones go out of balance this is when you're it, that's usually the cause of hyperemesis from the excessive nausea, excessive vomiting, and that can cause a problem. So if you can eat quite plain foods, but also some root veggies and fruits, this will keep your ketone levels, ketone levels balanced. Then some other remedies for morning sickness. Coming at it from a herbalist point of view, we would quite often recommend chamomile. Chamomile is, it's a very calming herb. It, it's antispasmodic and it's an antiemetic and so is ginger. Ginger is also an antiemetic so an antiemetic is something that will stop you from vomiting but when it comes to ginger you need to be very careful with the dosage because ginger is also an amenagogue. Now an amenagogue means that it will promote bleeding from the uterus so you need to be mindful. When I tell women to drink ginger tea during early stage pregnancy I wouldn't be recommending the really strong decoctions of homemade ginger. I'd actually, I'm not a huge fan of the pre-med ginger tea packs, but in early stage pregnancy, I would be because they're quite mild and I would only let them steep for about five minutes. I wouldn't let it go over that just to prevent that amenagogue action. Then your chamomile tea. Um, something that my mother used to always do was eat a Marietta biscuit before she would leave the bed. So she had a pack of Marietta biscuits on her bedside locker. She would eat one and that would actually settle her stomach before she even got up. The science behind that is actually she's putting food into her stomach. So it's helping to neutralize the stomach acid and also the sugars are going in. Now, my mother would have been prone to hyperemesis, so she needed the extra sugars or the extra salt. In America, they're quite fond of using the saltine crackers. So even like a tuck cracker or something like that here, that would be beneficial. It's just getting something into your stomach to neutralize that stomach acid, the, the excess stomach acid in the morning. Other foods that you can include are coconut water for hydration because coconut water contains potassium and some sodium and I know so you do need to be careful of your blood pressure during pregnancy but it contains these minerals which are beneficial in the right dosage. It also is a great antioxidant source and you really do need to be looking at your antioxidant consumption during pregnancy because it will help with any stress caused from the morning sickness and things like that. And it, it does actually help to keep those, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me again. <laughs> it does help to keep those ketone levels stable, which is really what we're, we're focusing on during the early stages of pregnancy with the morning sickness. Other foods then, like I said earlier, plain foods, mashed potatoes, a little bit of butter, real butter, not your margarine spreads, actual real butter, and a little bit of pink Himalayan salt because the pink Himalayan salt is going to contain all the minerals that your body actually needs and requires and it can absorb them and utilize them and you also need to be 
mindful of your protein consumption. You need adequate amounts of protein just to help the needs of the growing baby. So either if you're turned off meats, try and get a varied protein source from veggies. So your brown rice, peas, all your different legumes, these will help. I know you do need to be mindful with nut consumption during early stages or throughout the whole of pregnancy. But there are also, there's different arguments on that. Some say that having small amount of nuts may prevent any nut allergies in a child at a young age. Some say that it may be harmful. It's It all depends on what studies that it is that you're reading. What I would suggest there is actually speaking to your doctor and doing the research as well yourself. If there's a history of nut allergies in the family, I would be somewhat cautious but getting your protein sources in if you can have complete proteins the likes of meat like red meat chicken turkey fish great if you're going for poultry try and go for organic free-range poultry if you're going for meat we're very lucky in ireland most of our beef is grass-fed and if you're going for oily fish like salmon is a great source try and get wild oily fish any of the farmed fishes do contain a lot of endocrine disruptors and chemicals from the herbs not the herbicides but the pesticides so just be mindful of your choices there again eggs are a good source with just the fat content if your stomach can't handle it maybe try to avoid it but do make sure to get adequate amount of protein in on a daily basis i wouldn't be going with protein powders because you don't know exactly what's going into a lot of them they do have a lot of extra ingredients other than just the protein um a lot of them would contain a lot of soy products which are non-organic and this can also have uh, it, it can disrupt the hormones even further and already your hormones are all over the shop and who needs extra hormones on top of the extra hormones that you have already so just be mindful of that but do always check with your GP when it comes to changing up your diet or if wanting to take any supplements or protein powders or anything like that or it you do need to be mindful always buy try and buy an organic one if you are going my personal recommendation is if you're going for a protein powder not that you really need it it's only if you can't consume your whole food protein sources would be to go for a good quality vegan protein powder. Um, the Sun Warrior is a good one, but it's quite chalky. So the texture isn't great, but the Pulsin one, I would find quite easy to take. But again, check with your GP. And then supplements. There's lots of different supplements really that you should be taking for a pregnancy to support fetal development. And it can be so hard to determine what it is exactly that you're meant to be taking. So the main ones, the basic ones that you should be on are folate, iron, vitamin D, magnesium, an essential fatty acid or a fish oil, and probiotics. These are all key. Now, there are loads of prenatal vitamins out there that you can get where they're all it's a multivitamin i personally for my clients in clinic i would always recommend the terra nova brand now i'm not affiliated with them 
they don't even know I exist. But for me, I think that these are the best quality prenatal vitamins that you can get. We need your we need these certain vitamins and minerals for the development of the baby, but also for your own health. The likes of iron, your iron levels are automatically going to drop during pregnancy because a lot of your your ferritin is your ferritin and that some hemoglobin would be going over into the fetus. The folate is needed for the development of it's needed for DNA production, it's needed for cell division and it's going to in I was going to say enhance but not enhance. It's going to support the the production of the spine in the fetus. It's I hate that word fetus. I'm so used to the clinical terminology, I'm sorry. Um, but it's going to support the the development of the spine and it's also going to support the development of the neurological functions within the baby. And then your fish oils. The reason for the fish oils are the essential fatty acids is because babies, that our brains are made up of fat, of fatty tissue. So the essential fatty acids are going to support the development of a healthy brain within baby and then probiotics because you now have a foreign object living inside of you and your body is working overtime and there's an awful lot of stress going going through the system right now there's a lot of stress hormones with some cortisol and adrenaline um some noradrenaline but it predominantly cortisol your cortisol will rise during pregnancy and that can inhibit the the function of the, of the gut really so probiotics are really important during pregnancy also but like I said if you get yourself a good supplement that has everything in it now you won't be able to get one that has the fish oils and the probiotics you'll get them separately but if you get a good prenatal multivitamin like I said the Terra Nova brand is the one I would recommend but do your research look into the different brands see what one you feel is best suited to you is most ethically sourced and doesn't have too many fillers in them a lot of supplements on the market have they're loaded with fillers and you're not actually getting what you need from them that's why i always go with certain brands i always go with either biocare with prenatal vitamins i would always go with the terra nova brand and certain vitamin c's like the vitamin c i would recommend would be the the alterant liposomal vitamin c vitamin c is also one that is needed during pregnancy but if you're taking a multivit don't go loading up on other standalone ones either one thing i would say is to make sure that the folate content within the multivitamin is actual methylfolate and it's not folic acid because it's the methylfolate that is needed within the system for the production of, or for the division of cells, for the DNA production, and it's most readily available into the system, whereas folic acid has to go through a five-stage process to be broken down into folate. So go for the methylfolate one. Just read the ingredients and see what's in there. And then finally, rest. Like, seriously, rest. Your body is undergoing massive changes right now. 
you're growing another human being inside of you. Don't feel like you have to be out doing everything that you should be doing. I know it can be hard when you're trying to keep it quiet that you are pregnant and when you're at work and if there's morning sickness or if you're exhausted and trying to keep it quiet, go to your boss and tell them and tell them to keep their mouths shut and they will. Let them know what's going on so that you don't feel guilty. There should be no guilt anyway. But I know as working women, we have this feeling of duty that we need to be able to do it all. Well, do you know what? Screw that. You're growing a human being inside of you. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to take days off. You're allowed to take time for for yourself. You already are Wonder Woman because you're growing another person. Don't put extra pressure on yourself. Take this time right now to just do what it is that you need to do. Rest and sleep is so important and sleep will become a bit disrupted. Especially when it comes to the pressure on your bladder. You will be starting to get up during the night to go to the toilet. So whenever you feel like you need to take a nap or sit down, rest, whatever, you do that because your body needs the rest. There's a reason you're so tired. Your body's working double time right now. It is literally functioning not just for you, but for baby. So just be mindful of that. Give yourself a break. Take some rest if you need to take some rest. And then enjoy the process. It's It really is a magical time. And... When you think of pregnancy and childbirth, it is a miracle. It's a hard process what mothers have to go through. I always say it, and I I, ne- I never mean this in a derogatory sense, but babies are leeches. They literally suck you dry. So you need to mind yourself. You need to eat what you can, take your supplements, rest when you can, find support. But it's... It is still a miraculous occasion. You're growing your own baby. So do enjoy the process. Share it with people who are very close with you, who you know you can trust. If you can't, I'm always here. (laughs) I love getting the messages. And just take this time for you. And your partner right now. Or if you don't have a partner, just take this time for you. The future is a wondrous thing. And you're going to have so much love brought into your life. I'm not a mother. But I'll never forget the two days. The first with my eldest niece. When I went in and I held her. And this overbearing love. I did not know it was possible. But at the same time, I remember my sister was wiped. And I was really concerned for her. But then when my second niece came along, it was a a much nicer experience for my sister. And I landed up to the house and I took baby Maya. And again, that sense of overwhelming love. And I looked at my sister and I said, I don't know how 
this is possible. I know she's not mine, but I'm in, I'm in love with her. And for someone, for me, and they're not mine, and I feel that love, I can't even imagine what it's like for an actual parent. I look forward to the day myself, but know that that's coming for you. And look forward to that. I know there's going to be times during the pregnancy where you're tired and you're sore and you're hormonal and you don't know what you're going to want. But just know that that all-consuming, unconditional love is coming your way. So that's this week's episode. I hope it's helped. I hope it's given you some hints and tips for this next journey in your life. And it is such a journey that you're about to go on. Relish in it. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones.